1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the OCNJ Local, your podcast for everything happening here in America's greatest family resort. We're your hosts, Dominic Doherty and Drew Fazy.
0: And we are your local guys.
1: Drew, did you see that here in 2024? There was no thinking, it was just automatically pointing the wrong direction to point at you.
0: It was extremely impressive,
1: Dom. A lot, a lot less steam. impressive. Over here. Well, happy in, New Year, bud. This is our first episode of of 2024, and uh, welcome back. Re- recording in 2024, I should say, because we did get one live uh, earlier, but uh, we did we recorded that before the New Year. We did, and welcome back to your from your vacation. Yes, it was a it was Going a great south. time, and uh, kind of wish I was still there because uh, it was not 17 degrees when I woke up. Well, you know, it's funny. So I've been
0: having this conversation. I had this conversation a couple of times. Everything is relative. So I was talking to a friend of mine who's down in Florida. I talked to him last week and um, it was 55 degrees. And, and that's, you know, that's frigid for Florida, right? You know, the, the natives are wearing parkas at 55. Oh yeah. Right. At the time it was around 55 degrees here. You remember we had a couple pretty nice days last week and I wasn't you, here. Oh, that's right. You weren't. Well, we did. We had a couple, couple very mild days. That was sunny and 55 degrees. Well, 55 in January in ocean city, I was in shorts and, and, uh, and flip-flops, you know, that's, that's balmy weather, right? Yeah. Well, definitely. I, 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 and, and to make it all feel relative, uh, my son went back to college at Colorado State on Sunday. And when he landed in Denver, the temperature was minus 20. Awesome. Yeah. So uh,
1: if we're, we're complaining about the, about right the
0: cold today and they're complaining about 55 in Florida, it's all
1: relative. I'll tell you what, man. Where I was, it was like locals local summer weather every single day. 75, 77 during the day, 55 at night. Beautiful. It was perfect. No humidity, super dry. The sun was still, like, hot, so you could get a little tan. You know, we did have one day, though, where it never really got out of the – it stayed, like, in the 50s. And that was cold. It was cold that day. It was a bummer too. We were at this beautiful uh place, um, this national park down there. That was pretty cool. Um, but uh it ended up being uh well. Share a with too our listeners
0: time. where you went.
1: Uh, I went to uh Baja Sir, uh Baja California, sir. So down like by Cabo San Luis. You don't have to call me, sir. Uh just no one does, Drew. Don't worry, nobody does. <laughs> um so yeah it was it was cool uh we stayed in a popular an up-and-coming town um that's grown a lot in the past five years uh Cerritos uh good surfing we traveled all along the, the west coast of the Baja Peninsula the southern Baja Peninsula it was super fun nice that's great yeah so great. definitely uh, and you went can... to see the
0: there's a Colorado state campus in in uh, Cabo
1: there is. Uh, yeah. It's actually in uh, Toto Santos, uh, which was about 10, 15 minutes north of where we were staying. And it was quite an adventure to get there, actually, to the road that we originally took to get there was blocked by a horse. So we had to turn around and uh, we ended up finding a, an actual paved road, which, which you know, in Toto Santos and in La Paz and Cabo, there's all paved roads. But you get outside of there and off the highway, it's, there's really not many uh, paved roads so uh and even in toto santos there's a good bit of dirt roads too but uh this horse was holding up traffic so uh we turned I around what benny wanted to get out there and ride that
0: thing off the road didn't he
1: uh no the horse kind of just looked at us like what are you gringos doing and why well, are you geez. trying to drive on this dirt road like there's a paved road literally a block away if you just go out and make a right uh so we found that and we got to the campus hoping there was a gift shop so, you know, you could be, like, that parent that's flexing when you go out to visit. Like, yeah, I got the Baja Campus shirt. Like, you know. But a uh, it. unfortunately, there was no gift shop. The, the whole campus was, you know, probably half an Ocean City block and had, Is like, that right? three buildings on it. Uh, it was attached to a really nice restaurant, though, uh, that had incredible bone marrow and, and, and beef. So, I wonder if they were affiliated in some way. Mm. So.
0: Well, that is in consideration for my son when he does his uh, semester abroad. I think he wants to go to York more than Cabo, but
1: we'll see. Hey, man, it's all good.
0: Yeah, it's all good as long as you get out of
1: negative twenty for a little while. I'm I'm sure you'll be fine. Hundred percent. Yeah, man. But uh, speaking of which, it's a good time to uh, to remind us all of, of brighter things. So we'll start our official Memorial Day countdown. Let's go. 130 days until wow. Monday. 130 days. It'll wow. Be here, it'll be here before we know it. So I have a question. And I'm, but I'm I'm afraid
0: to ask it because um I'm afraid that if I do ask it then you're going to google the answer. I will not google <laughs> the the question Hands is up. how many days since Labor Day? Like where where are we falling right now? We're not quite halfway, are we, between Labor Day and Memorial Day?
1: Now I really want to Google to find out. If I I'm know halfway. you did. Keep those hands in the air, my friend. Well, let's see. Labor Day was September first, or September second, or something like that. Let's let's just say the fifth to call it even. So you because got September, October, November, October, December. November, it's Thirty December. days each. In January, uh, you got. Or, so yeah, we probably are exactly about halfway. We're probably halfway. Yeah. Yeah, we're probably almost exactly halfway. Wow. Yeah. What a good time to start. Yes, sir. You know. So so do you want to get started? I guess, man. I mean, there's not it's the dark days of winter here. Uh it part is one. The, it,
0: we are in the dark days of winter. The good news, Dom. The good news is that since December 21st, the winter solstice we are gaining roughly two and a half minutes of sunlight per day.
1: That is amazing. I've, I've noticed it. I've noticed that, you know, it's like five a little after five and you can still see some sunlight.
0: And, uh, I've I've noticed it as well.
1: Yeah. That's some good it's,
0: stuff. It's still cold as a, you know what, but um, at least it's, we're getting a little more sunlight.
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: So. All right, Um, so uh, uh, before I do the shout-outs, I actually have a piece of uh, sad news.
1: Um,
0: We have a uh, 2016 uh, Ocean City High School graduate, uh, Connor Laverty, uh, who sadly passed away uh, just three days shy of his 26th birthday. Um, Connor was uh, an outstanding basketball player. Um, in fact, Connor's team, when he was a, I want to say when he was a sophomore was when my interest in the boys team was kind of reignited, uh, prior to that, for several years prior to that, the, the, the boys were hard to watch man. <laughs> they were just hard to watch, um, the girls were always competitive. Whether they won or lost, they were competitive and fun to watch under Paul Baruffi. Uh, But the boys were sometimes hard to watch. When Connor came along, um, it it became more exciting. Uh, so so Connor was uh, scored over eleven hundred points for Ocean City, and then went on to score over a thousand points for Widener University. Um, and by all accounts, Connor was also an outstanding young man. Um, not just an outstanding basketball player, but uh, everyone who who uh, speaks about Connor just speaks about his uh, character and personality and leadership uh, traits. So um, I wanted to give our condolences to The Laverty family and uh, all of Connor's friends. Um, Now, on to shout out. So, while we're on uh, basketball, the OCHS boys' team are nine and two on the season and ranked number eight in the press 11. Um, Now, they, as you know, they went to the state. The the group three state final last year, out of nowhere, really, and um, I I honestly can't remember the last time the boys were ranked.
1: Yeah, they're uh, uh, ranked ahead of mainland and uh, right. Atlantic
0: City. Yes, so uh, you, we want to talk about that, don't we, Dom?
1: I do let's, want to
0: talk let, about that cuz let yeah, let's talk about that. But let me give one more shout out before sure. we do cuz I only have two tonight if you don't mind. No, go so ahead. So the the other shout out is to uh Reverend Gregory Johnson. Uh a lot of people know Reverend Johnson, Ocean City guy, uh during the uh Martin the Ocean City Martin Luther King Day celebration. Uh Greg delivers an amazing, an amazing rendition of the "I Have a Dream" speech by uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, if you've never seen it, um, I'm telling you, put it on your calendar for next year to go to the Tabernacle for no other reason than to listen to. Reverend Johnson give the "I Have a Dream" speech. It's the hairs on your arms will stand up. It's incredible. Cool. So I wanted to give a shout out to uh, to Greg Johnson. He's a he's a great guy. He's a super guy. And um, so uh, shout out to Reverend Greg
1: Johnson. Like I said definitely something I'd like to check out. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, so so do you want to talk about? Atlantic city mainland
1: I, I, only for the fact that, you know, the boys team here is really good. And, you know, I'm sure that when playoff time comes around, you want the best teams in the playoffs. So, you know, when you go on and you are successful, you don't have people saying, well, you know, this team wasn't in there. This team didn't make it. This team didn't get the play. And you know, mainland and Atlantic City were in a, a heated game. Yeah.
0: So let's give um, we'll
1: give a little background.
0: Last week, uh Mainland played uh Atlantic City. Both teams in mainland. at mainland. Both teams uh um ranked in the press eleven. Uh both teams really good basketball teams, right? Um really good basketball teams. So they yeah. played each other close game, uh uh Atlantic City ended up winning that game. Yep. By uh, one
1: point with like one point.
0: seconds left. In at the end of the third quarter, there was a an altercation, a little bit of jawing, right? Um timeout was called. Teams were going to their benches. The Atlantic City High School coach took exception. Uh to one of the mainland players and went over to the bench uh, heatedly to let him know he wasn't happy, right? Um, the the mainland coach intervened, players intervened, Atlantic City players left their bench, uh, mainland players left their bench. No punches were thrown, but
1: it was broken up very quickly and very peacefully. Yes, it wasn't like a melee ensued, or no, it wasn't like
0: the Camden Gloucester County game last year. No, it it was it it kind of became a riot, and punches were thrown, and players were in fights, and fans were. It was not
1: like well prior to prior to the AC coach going over there, he got got gotten a technical for. He, he was, you know, he was pretty much out on the court going back and forth with the refs, uh, and they finally teed him up before the altercation took place. Right. Um, you know, the, what came down, though, the next day was there's a – Wait, before that, uh,
0: so, so what came out of that altercation was that three Atlantic City players were ejected
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line right yep and go ahead you can you can continue and then according to this uh, rule if you have three players ejected for leaving the bench you get your tournament time at the end of the season or you're, you're uneligible to play in the tournaments at the end of the season so atlantic city is now no longer eligible to play in the cal tournament or in the group four state playoffs this so, is a top top 11 ranked team
0: that is yeah. as of now not eligible to play in the state tournament
1: yeah and that's you know that's a shame for those kids um you know they work hard. They're clearly a very talented team. You know they they've always had a great program there. Basketball was, you know, it's a basketball school over there uh, in AC. Um, you know, and it's a shame for them, and it's a shame for the other teams in in the Cal and in, in Group Four because they're not going to yeah. get to really play against the best.
0: Yeah, um, going to be a little bit of an asterisk in the yeah, playoffs, so, right? You know, and that, so before we move on from that, so. In, in my opinion, Dom, having seen it, um, it started with the coach. It is a shame for the players. I feel really bad for those kids, really bad for those kids. Imagine being a senior yeah. basketball player, Atlantic City High, having played four years, and, and you know, those kids are dedicated, man. they They put their heart and soul into their sport, right? Imagine being a senior. And being on this team, being a really good team, and you're and you're not gonna be able to you know compete for the uh in the state tournament. And I blame the coach because that coach was out of hand that night and should never, ever, ever have gone over
1: to the mainland bench. Ever. Shouldn't yeah, happen, never happened. After he got teed up, he should have he should have should have been a wake up now a little bit. Yeah. When I was watching it before, even before he got teed up, he got a lot of chances to just kind of hey yeah, simmer down now. You know, I've been in some situations like that with some refs, and you know, I've realized all right, hey, you know, one one time in a flag league last spring, I remember this guy called a safety, and it was such a horrible call. And we were going back and forth, and all I heard on on the sideline was was my buddy's wife going nothing, nothing, say nothing, say nothing. And he asked me a question. I was just like, nothing. And it was just, just like a little angel whispering to me because I was ready to keep going. But you can't, you gotta be the example for the kids. and You, know, you was,
0: absolutely do. And that's I the glad I heard you that. have to be the adult in the room and you have to set an example for those kids. And they are yeah. kids. I know, you know, some of them are 18 years old, but they're still kids. Yeah. You're still coaching at a school. Um, now, having said that, if you look at that film, How many mainland players do you see on that court, Dom? A lot more than two. A lot more than two. A lot more than two. I think Atlantic City, uh, in my opinion, based on the video that I've seen, and again, I I, want to make it very clear, I think the the bulk of responsibility of this entire thing goes on the shoulders of the Atlantic City high school coach, okay? Yeah. Um, however, Atlantic City received three ejections for leaving their bench. Mainland received only two, and uh, uh, granted, it was a timeout, so the kids are allowed to be up and be on the court, right? But there was more than two players that were in the inner circle of that, of that um, altercation.
1: Yeah. Um, And you can see the video on the press of Atlantic city. If anybody wants to go see it, uh, it is linked there. You can see the altercation. You can see what we're talking about. Um, I did notice too, that some, it looked like some spectators entered the court though, for Atlantic city peacefully to, to kind of can arouse their kids and, you know, get their people back. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, but again, it was nothing like what happened in the Camden game. It was not, no. A brouhaha. There was no, no never at one point. I, no, never at one no. point was I like, oh man, this is gonna get bad quick. It was more like right. everybody kind of was just in a heated game and they came together and you know they separated and things went well. And you know, AC went on to win the game, but unfortunately, um, you know, it seems like they're not gonna have that opportunity to uh to you know show out at the end of the season. So, Dom, my understanding
0: is there is an appeals process. Atlantic City is appealing the decision. Um, I'm hoping that that decision is overturned and Atlantic City is allowed to compete. Definitely. I hope those kids get the opportunity. I really do. For
1: sure. They deserve Yeah. If anything, maybe they they do like a a Michigan uh, situation where the head coach isn't allowed to – be on the sidelines for the tournaments or something like that i'd be okay with that yeah something along those lines so njsiaa if you're listening there you go there's a solution look to the ncaa you Uh heard it from dom for what you should do so but uh but no man there's that's uh it's an unfortunate thing but there's lots of other good stuff happening here even in these dark days of uh of winter um yeah you mentioned that uh Reverend Johnson gave the, uh, you know, riveting speech for Martin Luther King day also in honor of Martin Luther King day. There's a, uh, non-perishable food drive going on right now. Um, if you want to drop off your canned goods, you can do so, uh, today and Friday or, or through the 20th, I think that's, uh, maybe till Monday. So even over the weekend, um, you can drop them off at Atlantic city. Or Atlantic City. They got Atlantic City on the brain. You can drop them off at City Hall, <clears throat> uh at the ninth at the ninth street entrance. Um, you know, so right there that the big steps that you walk up. Um uh, you can see that there. And speaking of, of uh City Hall That all
0: goes to the food cupboard. Um and those yep. folks um they can use all the help they can get this time of year
1: definitely especially after uh the holidays and all i'm sure all the great things they did for the community um you know for thanksgiving and christmas they need to restock those shelves yeah so if you have some stuff in your uh pantry or if you just feel like you know put a couple extra items uh in your cart uh, at the acme uh do so and, and stop by and drop them off uh, like i said at that ninth street entrance um of the of city hall uh and as I was saying, speaking of City Hall, if you go to the library right now, um, in front before you go into the entrance of the library, there's that vestibule, and they actually have a uh, a, a tribute to the architect of City Hall. It's Vivian, correct? Vivian K. Smith. <laughs> Vivian K. Smith. Mister. Mister. Vivian K. Smith. I almost I was working there at this this morning. I almost took a picture and sent it to you. Uh, just to, 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 uh, give you a hard time this morning. Why are you working at the library today, Dom? Um, you know, happy wife, happy life, Drew. That's yes, all I'm going to say with that one. Okay. Yeah. Happy wife, happy life. So I'm sorry. Um, I could not help myself. Hey man, listen, I, I get it. I, I see her point of view. She works at night and for a long, long time, she would have the house to herself. And now all of a sudden I'm here being annoying. Like most husbands are, I'd imagine um you know but you're so breathing of course you're annoying that's true that's true <laughs> you know uh so but uh go there one day a week it's kind of nice because you know i work remote so i don't see a lot of people so ran into my buddy chris today uh ran into a family member of um one of our junior raiders players uh the other day um her son actually was the first recipient of something cool that's going on here in town. Um, The police are promoting uh, bike safety. So if you are um, out on your bike and you are a juvenile and you are wearing a helmet and you're following good bike safety laws, there's a chance that you may get stopped by the police and they're going to give you uh, a gift certificate for two slices of pizza and a soda at either Macamankos, uh, or Marios. Um, or Express. Or Express. Uh, Express is closed right now. Um, they are? They are. I think they closed for a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I just remember seeing on their social media, last chance to get get it for till like February. Ooh. Um, okay. But no, uh, Carter Chiron and Jude Baltos are Jude. two. I saw them. Two junior Raiders players uh, were the first two recipients of, uh, you know, these gift certificates for pizza. So shout out to them. So uh, that's a
0: bicycle safety campaign being put on by the Ocean City Police Department, the uh, Police Officers Union, the PBA, PBA Local 61, and the school district, along with those four restaurants, Express Pizza, Manko Manco Pizza Maru's restaurant Randaz- Randazzo's pizzeria.
1: Yep. So, all uh, so. out there supporting the kids so yep. that's a super good thing especially to encourage bike safety um you know that's a topic that we haven't touched on yet um you know especially with uh e-bikes and, and all that fun stuff. So you um, know there's there's several
0: things uh we we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll schedule a uh,
1: a um an episode on that because there's a couple things coming up. Uh, and if on. you want to uh, become a citizen member of the police department, the uh, citizens uh, police academy has opened up their applications. You can click the link on and find the link on the CNJ Daily um, to apply. It looks pretty cool. Um, they have everything from you know canine units uh traffic safety marine units um detectives administrative work kind of get to see a little bit behind the scenes of everything and see how um the police the police operate here um that's a neat program so that
0: program was started by uh chief prettyman a couple years ago and it offers residents the opportunity to learn about the internal operations of the police department and you know it's kind of an extension, I would think, like an intellectual extension of the uh, of the community policing unit, right? The idea yeah. of the community pol- policing unit is that cops in on bikes in the neighborhoods interact, and well, this is a way to bring residents in and uh, interact
1: and kind of learn the operation. So it's kind of cool. Yep, it's free. Uh, it's free to sign up if you're a resident. Um, Classes run from February 29th to May 2nd. So if you're looking for something to do in these dark days, uh, go over to the daily, click the article, and and uh, you'll find the link to the application and sign up. Um, so Drew, I know you're excited to to get on, um, get that started. You got the haircut. You're ready. Signing up. That is, I got. I, I I I got hair and makeup today for pre-production. Did you not?
0: I you did not. Hair-
1: did that I did hair makeup in pre-production I did not, did not. I, I missed that one unfortunately <laughs> so um you know and the other thing that that's really happened uh here in in these in the first half of winter let's say is we've gotten a couple pretty big storms um yes we have, that have done uh some pretty good damage to our beaches here um you know i was walking my dog down there yesterday and uh i walked from 8th to 15th and you know there was hundreds of horseshoe dead horseshoe crabs washing up um you know you go the other way and there's six eight foot high cliffs uh where the dunes used to be um you know and it looks like from what i can see in these or from what i hear i shouldn't say see from what i hear from the meteorologist is that this weather pattern of you know excessive storms it is not lightening up anytime soon so you know fingers crossed we can get through this winter uh and more importantly this summer with with some of our uh most valuable asset intact it's it has taken a beating the beach has taken a beating yeah and i feel like we just replenished a year ago a year and a half yeah yeah not even and we're probably not scheduled for two years ago yeah years ago. yeah yeah we're probably not scheduled again until 2026 maybe or 2025 right i think later than that but no they they were i thought they were doing it every two years now mm. so i don't know yeah i thought the city do not personal. know we'll have to uh we'll have to get someone on. i don't think it. every two years to fill us in here yeah we'll have to google that would you sometime i will no because I, I, i'm pretty sure we last year was they finished up last year in in the in midsummer i think i really well we've had three sections um i'm fairly
0: certain that the north end was two years ago and then we no. had that
1: midsection last year and then this year we had the south end i don't know i feel like no i I feel like it was last year because i remember walking through the double dunes last year with my kids like it might have been one of my little my little easter eggs i threw out there don maybe i'll have to i'll google it later because if i google it now everyone's gonna get yelled at and i don't feel like getting yelled at so
0: all right so another another big
1: big item dom yeah possibly the biggest
0: yeah this past this past council meeting, uh, the pa- uh, the city council um, passed a bond ordinance uh, to complete the purchase of the property uh, between 16th and 17th, and between Haven and Simpson Avenues. Um, so it was a little history. The city, so the city had a contract with the owners of the property uh, to purchase the property for $9 million. That was back in 2019, so that's five years ago. Um, And the city wanted to purchase that land to complete a swath of public space between 15th Street, which is Palmer Field, and 20th Street, which is the south end of the Ocean City Intermediate School. And that would complete that block is, is, uh, up until now was not city property. It's the old, uh, Perry Egan car dealership. The yes. old Perry Egan car dealership. Yes. yes. Um, so the city was under contract to purchase the land. The local group Fairness and Taxes thought that the city was overpaying at nine million dollars um so they i think they valued it around six at 6.5 their value Mm was 6.5 and i have to tell you i received one of their valuation sheets that they came up with and it was um one of the most lopsided documents i've ever i've ever seen i mean it was just You know, they were throwing in everything they possibly could to reduce the value of the property, um, whether it was, you know, applicable or not. Um, Anyway, so what they did was they wanted to put it to a referendum and let the voters decide on whether the city should purchase the property at that value or not. So they circulated a petition. They got the required numbers of signatures and forced the city to uh, go to referendum and let the voters decide whether to buy the property. Unfortunately, the contract they had expired prior to the referendum. So I guess the, the property owners were frustrated at all of this and they went about and got planning board approval to build uh 22 single family homes on the property which is exactly opposite of what the city wanted right they wanted to um they wanted less density and the property owners were going for maximum density uh it's similar to that coastal cottages at 13th and haven
1: yep um so affordable affordable, affordable yeah, single single family the, homes the, the coming affordable, affordable. Right at six hundred and fifty thousand dollars, brand new. Right, six ninety nine. Right. Uh,
0: so, not whatever. wanting that extreme density, the city went about acquiring the property through eminent da- domain. All right, so they acquired the property, but then there was a dispute on the current value. Right. Several years later, so just in the in the past, whatever it's been, about thirty or sixty days, the the court decided. That the current value of the property is over $17 million and that the city owed the property owner interest on that money. So end of the day, it's going to cost the city roughly $20 million to require that parcel of the city block with another parcel of that block. Still. to be purchased to complete the entirety of the acquisition acquisition. So that 20 million is not the entire block that is, that 20 million is the portion that's owned solely by the uh, the Klaus brothers. So the other portion is going to cost more to complete the entirety of the of the acquisition. And at the end of the day, it, it will probably be somewhere in the low 30 million dollar range to to buy that uh that entire parcel when it probably could have been purchased for somewhere in the 13 14
1: million dollar range back in 2019 wow yeah it's a it's almost 100 increase drew i thought we were done well, with those all those more than one hundred percent. I thought we were done with those here in twenty twenty four.
0: Yeah,
1: no. Apparently, uh and I, I have was- to say that
0: you know that the, I don't think anybody's real happy at the city, the council, the the mayor, the administration. Doesn't sound like it to me that anybody's real happy that this went down the way it went down. But I don't know. I give them credit that. They stood up and voted to basically stop the bleeding on this thing and just acquire the property. Because if this, you know, they could have appealed that valuation and we might be two years down the line and we may have sought, uh, you know, saved a million dollars on the valuation but spent three on interest, right? Yeah. So it was in everybody's best interest. To stop the bleeding, end it, purchase the property, and 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 be done with it. So I, I do give the city council credit for for going ahead and and making that decision because that's a tough decision, right?
1: Yeah, you don't want that's a lot of money
0: to spend. That's a lot of money, and you, none of those guys want to be the guy who votes to spend thirty million dollars, right? No, none of them want to do that. I'm sure that was very <coughs> distasteful and difficult for them to do that, but they did it and I give them credit. And you know what, Dom? Here's the way I look at it. In 30 years time, when people talk about the purchase of this property for $30 million, they're going to laugh that it was only $30 million. It was only $30 million. And and I'll give you a case in point. A number of years ago, the property that is now the Bayside Center, which is between Fifth and Sixth Street. Yep. On the
1: bay. It's a full city block, basically. Right? Oh, it's pretty big. I don't want to take all it's it's probably a good six lots, seven lots. Way more than that, dude. Go look at it.
0: That's that's way more than I walked
1: that. walked past it today.
0: Yeah, it's 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 way more than six or seven lots. Trust me. It's probably yeah, it's yeah.
1: probably half a block. I'll give you that. And All it's, right. It's so deep it's half a though block. too. It's That's deep far. too.
0: It's deep and wide. That's a big problem. Yeah. Whatever half full lot whatever full block, whatever it is, the city purchased that for one million dollars.
1: Oh, oh, one wow. million
0: dollars. Wow. And there was a group of residents in town who opposed it because they felt it was too much money wow now That's... that property today I would say could be sold for 30 million dollars I believe that uh, a developer would pay 30 million dollars to buy it and paid one million so in 25 years 35 years whatever it is 30 million dollars for this lot between 16th and 17th is going to be uh it's going be thought of as a as a bargain
1: you have far more experience in land valuation than I do so if you're saying that that's a thirty or forty million dollar lot, I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. Uh, well, not for nothing, but there was a a property
0: down on Bay that just sold for I don't know the exact number, but it was about six million.
1: Just the property? Yeah. No, no house or anything.
0: No, I think it's a vacant lot. Six six million dollars wow yeah so
1: yeah all right bayside, yeah I guess.
0: bayside center
1: property is worth all 30
0: million after spending one yeah because you
1: could if you know you have the condos right there you could probably build a pretty big uh pretty big resort there with quite a few units and probably even get some commercial in there if you really wanted to if you wanted to yeah you knew the right people
0: if you were juiced in I think the I think the value is in the residential currently. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, getting back to the Klaus property. Um, I, I read today that the city is going to take a portion of that property and and create elevated parking. Yeah, um, I don't. And that's a short term solution. Right. I, I don't know what the what the grand plan, the long term plan is for that
1: entire parcel well, i think if you're building elevated parking like i mean are you going to do multiple floors or are you just going to have you know one story of parking here and then i guess you're going to have the jitneys running people in and out of town and then in, into downtown and, and that and whatnot i don't know dom i don't think i don't think the long-term plan
0: is for that lot to be a parking lot
1: well, it's a parking lot already.
0: Easy. You can park there whenever you want. Yeah, but I don't think that's the long-term plan. No. And, uh No, I don't. Um, and I have an idea for that parcel. I think I may have mentioned this to you before. Yeah, definitely. And, and it is, I'm sure, going to be a wildly unpopular idea. But I'm going to throw it out there anyway. So... You know, if we look back a hundred years to the Flanders, the city, the, the residents of the city saw that the city needed a hotel in order to be competitive in the vacation realm, right? They saw that as a need. So I'm looking at our current Ocean City and what I see as the biggest need in Ocean City is affordable housing. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the lack of affordable housing in Ocean City is an existential threat to our town. I think that if um, low and moderate income um, residents can't rent in Ocean City they will leave. And that threatens our our stores for lack of lack of workers on a year round basis. Acme. Give you an example. Acme. If you work at the Acme and you can no longer afford to live in Ocean City. Why work in Ocean City? Right. If you have to move out to Summers Point or Egg Harbor Township, why not work at the Summers Point or Egg Harbor Township Acme? Right. And that will happen. That will happen. Right. Um, People who work at the Flanders, people who work on Asbury Avenue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we're losing workers, the schools. So if you can't attract um, people to live in town because they can't afford to live in town, you know, in in some period of time, 10, 15, 20 years time, we will no longer have three school buildings in town we just won't have the kids. So that's why I say that housing, affordable housing is an existential threat to our community. okay? Now based on that, the city is acquiring a full city block between 15th and 16th between Haven and Simpson and on the west side of that block on the west side of, of, of Haven or excuse me, of Simpson, are apartment buildings, right, for two or three blocks. Mm -hmm. On the east side are either apartments or commercial space. I believe that the city should find a developer and make a deal with that developer, uh, a long-term deal, and not give up ownership of the land. But make a deal with the developer through um tax abatements and through profit sharing for a developer to come in and build a mid-rise apartment building that is affordable housing. Now that's not that's not low-income housing, that's not HUD housing. Let's be really clear. I'm not. Suggesting low-income housing. I'm suggesting affordable housing.
1: In so New York some
0: city, they have uh rent restricted housing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. So something along the lines of like rent control, rent restricted rent control. where that's exactly what I'm you talking know, about. You have a max rent that can be charged, and that is the rent for you know the duration of the person's lease there and right.
0: Or, you know. or there's lots of moving parts, but, yeah. you know, think about police, fire, and teachers, young police, fire, and teachers, right? You get hired to work in the Ocean City School District. You get hired to work in the Ocean City Police Department. They need a place to live, right? They can't be driving in from Belt Plain, you know? Um, families with kids, there are layers to this but it could be it could be organized and developed so that you can bring in or keep ocean city residents in town and not lose them and it could be you know look the property is on on the city city uh, uh docket now right so there's no taxes coming out of that property you know can you make a few bucks in in parking? <laughs> I would say very few at Sixteenth and Haven, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you're not making, you know, that's not Charlie Lot,
1: right? At 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 Ninth and. No, you know, you're not paying twenty five dollars on a Saturday night to park there, no. only to take a jitney into the downtown strip of the boardwalk,
0: right? You right. know,
1: so. It's
0: it, it's already generating zero income, right? With with minimal potential withdrawal income. And again, it, it's not like you're taking. You, you, I'm suggesting we build a a an apartment building, you know, in the middle of a residential neighborhood. This is already apartments and commercial, right? Yeah. It's what it is. It's apartments on one side and commercial on the other. You have the ball field on one side. You have the community center. You have the school. It's an ideal, an ideal location for an apartment building. And I'm not talking twenty stories high, but you know the Flanders is eleven stories, Tom. I'm not not sure to be honest with you. Whatever that is, let's duplicate it. Let's not put up something ugly, but let's duplicate the Flanders on that location. And let's put one, two, and three-bedroom affordable apartments in there and keep our residents in town, keep workers in town, keep families in town. That's my idea. I know there's going to be people that hate that idea. I know there's people that are going to think, I'm the village idiot for suggesting that, but, um...
1: well, you, you don't really have to look that far to see how development has impacted the community. Look at sea isle, you know, sea isle is an example where affordable housing has become few and far between, and they don't have a school anymore. School closed, you know, look down to stone Harbor same situation holding Hold on. on by the skin of their teeth you know avalon
0: and and stone harbor even though their school was open if you go to St- avalon and stone harbor at 5. 5 p.m. on a weeknight it's a ghost town
1: yeah there's no one around there's nothing there there's, there's nobody living there nobody no. there. cuz there's nothing open there's nothing to right you know outside that of that... What
0: we want in ocean city do we want to be avalon you know, do we want to be Stone Harbor? Do we want our Acme to close down? And that, hey, don't think that can't happen. That could happen like that. Both Acmes closed. CBS yeah. closed, right? Yeah. All these little stores, gone. Yeah. You know, our, our, you know, boyers. I'm not saying any, I don't want to insult anybody. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me mad. I'm just saying that if if we keep losing um, our year-round population because of a lack of affordable housing and it's happening every day every day a lease is expiring, the tenant is being asked to leave because they've sold the property and the owners want to use it themselves. they want to rent it for six grand a week, right yeah. um, or the or the place is being torn down and there's another year-round tenant. Who can't find anything affordable in Ocean City and they're moving offshore. They're going to Summers Point,
1: EHT, and Mays Landing, right? And it's they're, happening. They're going, every farther day. Than, they're going farther than Summers Point because it's not really affordable in Summers Point anymore either. It's right. It's quite expensive right. there. I mean, two, or three bedroom houses are going for twenty five hundred a month.
0: So so this again, this is an
1: existential
0: threat to Ocean City. And you know, look, I'm not I don't have all the answers, but the city just required a full, well, they're about to acquire a full city block in the heart of Ocean City, nestled between apartments, current apartments and commercial. <laughs> it would be, and I'm not saying it would be easy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm painting a, 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 a an easy picture. It wouldn't be easy. There, there's a lot of moving parts and you'd have to bring yeah. in pretty smart people to figure out, you know, all the details. Um, but um, building the Flanders wasn't easy either. I'm sure.
1: No. All right? Well, the city has those people in place. They have smart people. They have, you know, like Jay was saying, Mayor Jay was saying on, on, uh, you know, our, our previous episode, he's got a great team around them. And I think, you know, if this was something that the city really wanted to do and, and, and felt there was value in it, they could definitely get it done. Because like you said, they made the decision already to stop the bleeding on the project and move forward and just, you know, bite the bullet on it. It seems like, you know, when push comes to shove, you know, thankfully the people that are in place within the inner workings of the city can get things done. Um, And I I agree with you, Drew. I think affordable housing is uh, very few and far between. You know, I'm going to knock on wood and not going to lie. I was very lucky to uh, get on the island when I did and get my little piece of it when I did. Because right now, uh, there'd be no way that I could afford to live here. I I don't know
0: where I would be. Sure. How many people can say that, too? Yeah, Well, hey, I'm throwing that out to the universe. And um,
1: maybe someone at the city will hear it and consider yeah well uh you know you could always have some people on and guests on and ask them a question about it <laughs> there you go there you go See what they think so we
0: do have we do have some guests coming on over the over the course of the next couple months and we do have uh some guests in mind for the local legends um series so uh maybe some of those will cross reference and uh, i'm looking forward to that i I think we have some some if they agree to come on, <coughs> a couple have and a couple we haven't approached yet. But uh, for both the local legends and for just uh, uh, some interviews and some topics, we have some
1: some pretty good uh, people lined up. Wouldn't you think, Dom? You're just going to have to listen and find out. There just going to have to listen and find out. So. Well, listen, man, it's cold. Uh I'm gonna go tuck myself under the covers and get to bed here, because um, 4:30 uh, in the morning is gonna be here before I know it, and I don't even want to know what the temperature is gonna be at that time.
0: 4:30.
1: Yeah, man, gotta get up. Got to, You know, beach beach bot is not beach bot <laughs> is not do, made in, not 4:30. It's not made in July. It's made in in January. Uh, it's also made in the kitchen where I still uh, am losing battle. But uh, it's a good time. Hey,
0: it could be made at 730. It ain't being made at 430.
1: <laughs> no, man. Well, for you, Mike, I got kids I got to get to school. I got work I got to do. I'm not on the retired man schedule here.
0: This is true. You this know, is
1: true. I got a boss breathing down my neck constantly. Just sending me emails, telling me he, stuff to uh, do.
0: Even when I was on the schedule. 4:30 AM
1: wasn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't, wasn't on the radar. Hey, man, listen, it's a great you way drink, to start the day.
0: You drink two raw eggs when you when you get up at 4:30.
1: Um, no, that's afterwards. I usually go out in the garage this time of year and just bang the, uh, bang the beef carcass that's hanging in the in the garage slash freezer, get a little warmed <laughs> up, and then head out. Um, but no, man, it's a great way to start the day. I highly suggest it. Get up, get moving you know, challenge yourself physically and mentally and then uh go about your day. The rest is pretty easy. So but uh if you say so my friend. Hey man, I'll give a shout out to uh Saltwater Athletic in uh Summers Point over there. Two weeks to two free weeks to any uh, newbies if you want to come join. I'm there at 5 30 every day, but there's classes at 7 30 uh I think nine thirty 7 30, 8 30. There's some in the afternoon too. Um 5 is where it's at. That's where all the uh all the fun people are. Yeah, but yeah. Saltwater Athletic Summers Point, check it out. Uh definitely worth it. Um great community, great times. Come on over, Drew. There's been uh you know, there's not been some senior citizens there too.
0: It's not happening. You know it is not happening.
1: They weren't as fast as you, but there there's been some, you know. Some older, older members there. So, but, uh, yeah, man. Well, uh, we appreciate you listening, uh, here, stay tuned in 2024 for all the exciting guests and fun things we have coming up. Um, thanks as always for your support. This has been the OCNJ local your podcast for everything happening here in America's greatest, greatest family resort. We're your hosts, Dominic Dougherty and Drew Fazy, And we are your local guys.